Hi, Craig. Hi, Lauren. How are you going? How was your Christmas break? It was fantastic. Yours? Mine was excellent. The African safari I can talk about for hours. But anyway, I've got something else to tell you. What? Did you know that CB Check are the experts in background screening across Australia and New Zealand and are generously sponsoring today's episode of Tarpod? Fantastic. Do you really know who you're hiring? Well, CV Check offers multiple checks on one platform, giving you a clearer candidate picture in less time. And better still, CV Secure Platform integrates with your favourite ATS and HRIS systems, which is why they're trusted by over 22,000 businesses, including Optus, Chevron, Program, Warner Brothers, Seven Network, <gasps> Curtin University, Alinta Energy and UE. So get a free account today at cvcheck.com and tell them that Tarpod sent you. Welcome to Tarpod, the podcast for everything talent acquisition and recruitment. We're informative, controversial and a little bit crazy. Now please join your hosts and industry leaders, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hey Tarpotters, welcome back and here we are again today with another episode and you're speaking to Lauren. And I'm Craig and today we're very, very lucky to have the wonderful Adam Cross with us, Head of Talent Engagement and Acquisition for Brennan IT and also RL100 member and during these RL100 sessions he has a hell of a lot to say ordinarily so we should have quite an interesting discussion. So but to start off with Adam, why don't you tell us about how you got into recruitment? So first of all, you are very lucky to have me, so I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> we are only human. <laughs> well, um, but so for me, it was an interesting journey. So they always say most people don't choose to jump in, but I actually did choose recruitment. Wow. So um, my dad was in recruitment, oh, some of this about probably 40 years ago, 35 years ago. So he was um, one of the first um, recruitment agencies I was involved in. So. I started out in IT sales. I got fired from there actually. Oh really? Um, because I can tell. No, <laughs> no I was I was disobedient. Um, oh, that geez. funny that. Yeah, That's not like you. <laughs> no, but uh, but because they um, uh, screwed me a little bit on um, commissions, I thought, well, I can probably give them a bit of payback here. So I moved into recruitment, and poached most of their staff. Oh. Perfect. Um, so um, yeah, it's quite interesting. I um, that, so that's really where I got into it. But yeah, he'd been in recruitment. He said, look, it's basically just selling. At that stage, it's yep. just selling, but it's just applying that same sales skill in a different way. So you're selling more of a service rather than a hardware. So I was selling HP gear, so I was just selling all hardware. And my main competitor at that time was Compaq before, obviously, wow. the mergers yeah. and things happened. So yeah, so that's I actually had the IT background, um, and then just thought, look, recruitment's where it is. So that's where I started. I tried HR for a little while, but I. HR's not you had to go in, in job network too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So I've had a bit of employment services, worked yeah. with disability, ex-offenders, done the the long-term unemployed stuff as well. So I've I've had pretty varied, and I've come mm. in and out of agency as well. So I've been in internal, then gone back to agency, then come back to internal yeah. again. So yeah. I think it gives you a total different perspective. On Keeps you grounded. It, yeah, it does, does a little bit, and I think if if you take things from each world, it gives you a much much better fo- uh, focus on actually what you're supposed to be delivering. Because it's it's basically the same thing. You've got mm. two customers. One's your client, which is whether it be a if you're in an agency, your client is your your companies, and then your second one is your candidates, which is obviously your candidate pool. It's exactly the same thing. You've got internal stakeholders, which are your client, mm. and you need to treat them the same way. Well, actually, in fact, better because you can't run away from them. Yeah, um, you oh, can't that's so true. You've got skin in the game, really. Yeah. You know, so that's the difference, I suppose. So there, but 
if you keep adapting and keep that mindset of, mm. well, I need to apply the same urgency and the same delivery model that I would have because they can choose to go outside of me, like they could put in RPO. Yeah. Um, you know, they yeah. could just decide we're not going to have an internal team. So you've always got to have that competitive edge. And if you keep that mindset by going in and out, then it, it is a good mindset so. to keep as well because you often hear uh, the TAs bashing agency and the agency's bashing TA. And I think it's time to sort of start mending those bridges. Let's all start talking, working together because there's places for both. And there's reasons 100%. for both. Hey, and before we go any further, I just wanted to say that we're actually one microphone down today because of a horrible flood. So unless I remember to talk into Lauren's chest, you may not hear me properly. Yeah, he's talking at my chest today, people. <laughs> if only there was video, you should see what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so you're hearing correctly, everyone. Um, it wasn't a horrible flood. It did not involve Noah. It just involved somebody leaving a half undone water bottle in their bag. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. So we're going to really get into candidate engagement and some of the techniques and solutions you're brought in at Brennan IT. Yep. So if you want to just kick us off with, with where you sit on candidate engagement and what you're doing differently. Yeah, cool. So, look, I think candidate engagement is probably the number one thing that, that, I've, that I've got a real passion for, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your stakeholder engagement's all fine, but candidate engagement, I think, is something which is really lacking in the, um, in the industry, in particular in in-house, to be honest, right. um, which is probably the worst place for it to be because it really affects your direct brand. Agencies almost expected that they're not going to look after candidates as much because it's not their direct employee yeah but for an internal role you really have to be like have a key focus on it so the biggest thing for me is is we started the basics so the generic auto reply email that comes from your ATS that doesn't say if we get a chance to then we might give you a call if you happen to be relevant at some point in the future there's none of that type of message. It's all about thank you for your application. You know, we're going to be reviewing things and we'll be back to you as soon as we can. Yep. It doesn't end there. We Even just that additional follow-up email to say, hey, we've now reviewed, we've actually gone through a process and you haven't been successful. So somebody who's even, you know, a truck driver applying for a BI role who's never, ever going to get anything close to it, but we still give them the time of day to respond that second time. Like that's an absolute basic fundamental thing that you do on a basic level of candidate engagement and I think and the amount of emails we actually get back saying actually thank you very much for even letting me know Mm. I would Mm. probably say I would get probably three or four a month just to say thank you for even letting me know because I never get it anywhere else and what ATS do you use to drive that Uh, job adder Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and is it fairly simple the way you can set set it up yeah yeah so it's it's and this is the thing it is so easy so it's literally once you've made your decision that that person's not going to be suitable you can just select all copy out the ones which are have been good or that you've actually spoken to because they need a different level of communication and then hit mm. your email button it yeah. customizes it all it's all very personal away they go so what sort of plugins are you using on the back end of that any of the other things that are out there yeah we've got we've got heaps actually mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so we've got um, CV check for our police checking mm-hmm. um, which is all integrated into job adder we've got xref for our xref so automated ref, um, reference checking through there that again that's just a, a plug-in so mm-hmm. really simple um, we've got Fluent IQ for our English testing to so mm-hmm. make sure that they've got the right verbal, writing, listening. Yep. Um, listening in particular. That's where I often lack. Um, <laughs> but um, the, uh, I'm, a, I'm a guy. At least you're not talking to my chest. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, yeah, you know, we, do, we have that as another plug-in. And then we've got Enboarder. Um, is our mm. onboarding and induction stuff, oh, okay. which is really, it's probably one of the better ones. There's a few good ones out there, mm. but it's probably one of the better ones from a 
um, and candidate engagement perspective because it's really focused on the candidate engagement rather than automating your own processes. So it's really um, customer focused as in candidate focused Mm. rather than internal checkbox focused, which you can do both of, but it's really very focused on giving the candidate a really great experience prior Mm. to them starting. And then you can actually run it through to the entire life cycle. So, you mm. know, it can even give you things like end of probation things. Every year you can say, hey, don't, don't forget that tomorrow is Bob's um, one-year anniversary. So it can remind managers to then go and give Bob a, hey, how are you going? This oh, is nice. So it's really quite good from an engagement Personal. perspective across the board. So not just a candidate engagement, but mm. a whole a staff engagement. Um, so it also helps with all of that. It so doesn't end on the first day when they walk in the door. Exactly. It keeps on going. And we build out custom-built experiences for every single person. So if you're in one department, you have a different experience to another department, but it will be consistent no matter where you are. So we've got offices yeah. in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. Um, we've also got one in Mumbai, but we haven't rolled out there yet. But every single, like there's different managers in every state, obviously, mm. there's different, so there's a potential for um, whenever you have different managers, especially in location-wise, you can always have inconsistencies in people coming on board, but with this software make sure that everybody gets a consistent message everyone gets a consistent experience so that way they all have a standard a basic um, skeleton experience that everybody gets and Mm. then they get customized ones so a sales guy may have different introductions to what a business intelligence guy or a service desk person has and it's all custom built for them so they have a really great onboarding and and, um, upskilling process so it obviously benefits the business too because you know, mm. they get up to speed happen, yeah. um, quicker, you know, they've got better engagement and with better engagement comes more employee referrals, becomes better performance, all that thing. So it benefits everybody really, but mm. it's, a, it's a pretty good tool. So also one of the things that I do a lot of tech recruitment myself, so I always find uh, there is a candidate short market, market out there and you guys are big, so you're always on the demand for good tech resources. So how are you finding that at the moment and valuing the specialist skills and selling when you've got a hard sell to the decision makers? They're going, why can't I get that at $50,000 a year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And someone's always got deeper pockets. That's the problem. So yeah, you, you, know, exactly. you can't just focus on the, the salary. On part of it, you know. Um, and we, you know, we are you know, sort of middle to slightly above middle of the road from a pay perspective. But from mm. a culture perspective, from an engagement perspective, I think that's where we can really add a lot of value. The key for us really is like we're competing at some of the really big players. So well, I was going to say, you do like, self confess on your website saying that you are the awesome place to work. We are, in fact. <laughs> well, I'm here. <laughs> um, what more that's could you That's a direct quote off the website. That's actually one of our benefits listed on the website. Adam works here. Adam um, works at Red and I. Well, you just sold me. When can I start? See, done. There you go. Um, no, look, we actually pride ourselves on, on the fact that we have. Like we're 450-ish people in mm-hmm. size, um, wow, that's but good. we're competing against you know the you know, your DXCs and your Didatas and those types of guys for mm. for talent. realistic yeah. lots for talent, and they're they're big big players. You know, mm. they're going to have deeper pockets. They're going to have you know a broader thing. But what we actually have is, it's interesting. The culture has never really changed over time, so it's still very much we've got local decision makers. We can make decisions quickly. We can move like a speedboat but we're not quite that same. So like we're not a small business, but we still act like a mm. small business in the way of being able to make decisions and being really entrepreneurial in the way that we go about things. So that's a big selling point. So you can actually have impact in the business. So when you, when you can actually be um, given autonomy to make a decision mm. and to make change, mm. um, it really does, especially from a senior level, people at a senior level really want to see that they can actually impact change and actually drive outcomes. They'll be held accountable 
but it's fine to be held accountable if you actually are given autonomy to make decisions and make things happen. So it's, it's that, and that's actually not just from a senior level, but all the way down, we encourage feedback and everybody is valued. And when people come in and they feel the vibe, like I think you guys mentioned when you walked in, there's a bit of energy in the yeah. office. Oh, it's fabulous energy. Um, you can actually feel the energy and that's the vibe that we want from every office mm. um, and every office has it. So people feel that when they come in. Yeah. Um, so there's that. that experience when someone's coming in for an interview, do they walk through that environment and, yeah. and that's a good selling tool. Yeah, so That's a great yeah, selling so tool. Here, it's we're lucky because our meeting in Sydney, we're lucky because our meeting rooms are actually, like as you've seen, you yeah, actually walk through, through the office yes. to do it. In Melbourne, we actually do a little bit of an office tour to make sure that people see it. Brisbane actually have the meeting rooms inside as well. So the people do actually come in and feel Right. feel yeah, what's and going on and that's that's a huge selling point for us you know mm. because a lot of businesses you know this and it doesn't matter who you're talking to the CEO if you're in the lift with him he's saying hey how are you going what's going on? there's no one that's unapproachable yep. and I think that there's a lot of the larger companies in, in particular and I've worked in some before where you know if that person's in there they wouldn't know your name they wouldn't know yes. who you are yes. they would in fact they probably wouldn't even speak with you um, you know and you've got to make appointments for four months in advance to go and see them and that it's definitely not that so you can actually you can literally walk in and give feedback so it is nice and that's the kind of culture I suppose mm. but how do you sell that is a different story so yeah yeah and people need to feel it it's because it is it's a feel yeah, when you yeah, walk in um, mm. and so it's hard to actually sell that but look from an the, from the other side it's also what we want to be seen is not just an employer that gives away fruit baskets. We we're joking about it before about yeah. <laughs> um, oh well, we have fruit baskets. It's, it's you know. like the ping pong um, table and things that sit in the corner and like, hey, we've got a ping pong table, but if you use it, you're going to be deemed <laughs> as right. useless and not working. <laughs> yeah. you know, and look, you know, we have like we've got some of that stuff, you know, but it's that that's not what. We're, we're about. I mean, that's just a nice to have, but mm. we don't really. That's not one of the selling points for us, you know. Um, Shouldn't be. The selling points for us is is that culture factor, but also we want to be seen as market leaders in in particular parts of the business. So, at a junior level, so if we're talking about sort of a graduate and service desk level, sort yep. of like entry level style mm. roles, really it's about our learning opportunity. So we have a pretty unique offering actually, where you can actually have a a choice of learning for online learning. So we don't lock you into one platform. So, mm. you know, there's LinkedIn Learning or there's, you know, Pluricide or there's, a, there's all variety of different online learning tools, but yeah. we don't lock you into one. So you can actually go out and choose which one you want to do for that month. Mm. And you can actually say, this month I might want to use, say, LinkedIn Learning for a soft skill. Next month I might want to do a certification. So therefore I'll go on to a different online learning platform for that. Then I might want to do a different one again. So you can actually choose your own, your own learning path. So we don't lock people in and say, well, this is one you've got too bad we actually offer choice yeah, yeah. Um, so from a learning perspective that's really beneficial for especially well, those. it's those a really good like sell because even if when you look on your website you've got all the points of your learning and training and development there before someone actually comes and signs up where so many times you're in the interview oh yeah we've got training and everything and then oh yeah it's sort of this if you do that yeah 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 once they start but there's nothing actually there written down to mm. say hey look how good we are, we're going to train you and you can do this. There's your career path before you start. Yeah, it's, it's really, so we've got a really good career mapping tool which helps with that. But, you know, we've got all of that in place. It's a really great system. I suppose the other side to that is that we also do things like certification bonuses for some mm. of our guys. So not only do we pay for your certification, but you'll get a pay rise when you do it. So for looking after those guys at that level, then that's really great. And that's a, that's So if a I go and benefit. do my first aid certificate, do I get a pay rise? Mm, no, no. What about RSA? RSA. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they've got a beer. I saw their beer way. fridge. You should see their beer fridge. It leaves us dead, man. Um, so we probably should have one. Um, no. Um, but yeah, so look, the technical certifications, is that's a big one for that, especially for, you know, if you're a fresh graduate and you can come in and actually get the opportunity to do a, a certification, you know, Microsoft certification or mm. something like that within the first 12 months of your employment, that's Huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you are running really a grad great. program? So, uh, we're about to launch a new grad program. We've been running an informal one for quite some time, mm. um, but now we're about to launch a formal one in the next couple of months to um, to kick off for January start. So um, oh, okay. yeah, that'll be a, a little bit broader than what we've done in the past. So we're about to do that again. But yeah, I suppose it's that. And then on the other side, I suppose, like I said, we want to be seen as a technology leader. And, and so we've developed talent pools. Yep. And we custom develop what we do for those talent pools. So we, and the only way to know what those cohorts want is to ask them. Mm. You know, what is it that attracts you to, um, to, to Brendan when you come here? What is it that you were looking for before you started? What types of technologies are, are interesting to you? What sort of benefits would you want to see? What sort of environment do you want to work in? So we mm. ask every cohort within the business of what they actually want. Mm. And then we can actually provide that from a candidate perspective to say, hey, look, in this particular space, so let's say it's um, we've got a service desk cohort, we've got a business intelligence cohort and a security cohort. They all have they they all want different things out of their careers. They're at different stages. We've sure. got you know senior security guys who you know are at that senior level where really I mean yes some certifications and things additional ones are, are lovely, but really what they want to hear is and see is that what we're doing from a security perspective in the industry because they want to work on some some pretty cool technologies. They want to work with some pretty cool customers. They want to be able to get create in there their own blockchain, Bitcoin, and launch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they want to they want to go in and do penetration testing on cool companies you know and go hey look we've actually breached your city you know, we can put in solution that will stop those breaches like it's a, so they want to see what's been happening what are the latest breaches that have been happening how how would we have handled that situation or how have we handled that situation before so, so are you running hackathons and things like that and uh, we've we're actually talking about launching our first one soon. Um, oh, there well, you go. So, but we haven't done that yet. But yeah, look, that's that's one message for security guys. But then the BI guys don't care about that, and the, the service desk guys don't care about that. So you've got to customise your message to every single so one. You're adding of those value to the prior to them before they even come yeah. in for an interview. We yeah. then we make sure that they know what we do in the area that they're interested in, um, and how that then applies to them. Um, and we have so many different talent pools and it's a lot of talent pools set up because every individual stream of business needs their own mm. talent pool and needs their own direct content strategy. So it's basically applying that marketing content strategy onto talent acquisition and onto the candidate engagement strategy. So you've got it from a very basic level, like I said, around some of the things we spoke about before about just key messaging, getting back to people, doing all that kind of stuff, all the way through to engaging people who aren't an employee, may never be an employee, but we want them to be a brand advocate to then talk about, well, but Brendan are pretty switched on. Like you might be looking, they might not be looking, but one of their colleagues or friends or whatever it is might be looking and go, actually, I've been getting this stuff from these guys. They're really switched on. They know what they're doing mm. in this space. Mm. You should go and talk to them. And if that sets you aside from the competitor, so it doesn't matter about the salary stuff. It doesn't matter about the fruit baskets. Yep. They see you as somewhere where they'd really want to work because they're actually going to learn and get something out of it. And I think that separates you a little bit. So that's that's the biggest thing that we're trying to aim for. So you know, our, we, we work really closely with our marketing team. We've got a really good marketing team. Um, we own the employment brand and they own the B2B, yep. um, mm. so the lead generation and the, the sales um, of, of marketing. 
but we work really, really closely. We develop plans in conjunction so, with them. 12 sorry, months I'm going to interrupt you here. The marketing section, you've just mentioned that because that's a really hot topic as well. Mm. People and the argument going, is recruitment a part of a marketing function? So you've got your own marketing budget for recruitment. Yeah. Yeah, so we so we work very because we need to you need to align with marketing. You have to be Absol on the same page as marketing. You have to be like we literally sit next to each other. Right. Mm. So we I report directly through the to the CEO, but we literally sit right next to each other. Um, we we bounce ideas off each other. We work together to achieve the outcome because what we do affects them, and what they do affects mm. us. So we need to make sure that our content strategies around our our engagement for employees is going to match up with our engagement strategies for our um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for our potential new business so and for our current customers too so we need to align that that branding so we work really really closely together um, we've got a really good relationship and i don't think they sit together um, as in they're not the same function because it's so, sort of like market sales and marketing mm. and that, that's the way yeah. that i'd liken it so elements of sales are marketing um, component there's components in the sales role of mm. marketing and likewise within recruitment we're selling, so to speak. We're selling the business. We're selling what we're doing. Mm. We're influencing selling, and then there's also elements of marketing of what we do as well. And marketing has its own specialist function too. So I think that that's they kind of all tie in together mm -hmm. in some way. But marketing yeah. is sort of like the hub in the middle, and then both sides need to draw off yep. some of that. Look, they will set the the you know the branding strategies and that kind of thing for the the B two B marketing strategies. They'll set all of our you know our color templates and this is where we're going and this is our is our imagery and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. they, I think they're, and they're extremely good at that kind of stuff from a, that, that external brand and the, the surface stuff, and they do a hell of a lot more than that. But from our perspective, obviously, just mm. what we use, we have to be on the same page. Because if, you if you're not aligning your brand, the marketing brand as well, yeah, it just doesn't work. So I don't think that, they're, that we should report through. I mean, they could report to me, maybe. You're moving into the corner office, aren't you? <laughs> No, but I mean, uh, in reality, they're a specialist function, and I wouldn't have a clue on what they're doing. That um, in a lot of that, like they do an awesome job from a lead generation perspective, all that sort of. Like we've got a really good marketing engine, really good. Um, but so I, I actually wouldn't want that part of it. But <laughs> we do have to work really closely together, and I think it's imperative. It's same with the HR relationship. You've got to have a really close relationship with HR and finance, you know, mm. and sales, and everyone else. So all of those departments within the business all have to be a really solid, integrated relationship. But in particular, marketing and HR both have to be a really good integrated relationship. Otherwise, it's just very difficult for it to work. Mm. Wow, I'm just surprised you've got a marketing budget for recruitment. <laughs> we all fight so much for that. Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I do have to. Um, take the head of marketing out for a beer every now and then and say, hey, can, can I borrow a little bit of money? Um, <laughs> um, Pay you back, I promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a beer. But yeah, no, look, it's, yeah, they obviously have a, a better budget than we do for that kind of stuff. But there's a realisation within the business that we do, like employer brand is just as important because our people are the ones that deliver to our yeah. customers, you know. Um, mm. Our whole business model is all around our customer satisfaction. Every single person in the business is KPI'd on customer satisfaction and that's whether you're in HR, finance, marketing, sales or delivery. doesn't matter what part of the business you're in, you're KPI'd on that. So there's no one that says it's not my job and it's all about delivering to a customer. So everyone has that customer satisfaction rating there. So it's really, really important that we look after our customers. And the only way you can do that is by having quality people and engage people. Otherwise, yep. they're not going to look after them. So there's a, a recognition from the top that our people are really important to us. 
and we need to make sure that we're delivering to them, otherwise they're not going to deliver to our customers. Hey Adam, if you don't mind, we'll just stop you there because you know, I've been caught up in time and we've actually run out of it. So we're going to pick this up again next week. Fascinating discussions and um, keep it going down this way. And so it's a... Uh, goodbye from me. <laughs> and goodbye from me and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Tarpod, as this episode of Tarpod has been verified by CV Check, the experts in background screening across Australia and New Zealand. Do you really know who you're hiring? With multiple checks on one platform, CV Check's suite of background screening services gives you everything you need to get a clearer candidate picture. Better still, their platform integrates with your favourite ATS and HRIS systems, which is why they're trusted by over 22,000 businesses, including Optus, Chevron, Programmed, Warner Brothers, Seven Network, Curtin University, Alinta Energy and UE. That is one hell of a list of clients, but get a demo today by going to cvcheck.com. Thanks for listening to Tarpod. Please don't forget to subscribe and look out for upcoming podcasts. That, that was fun. That was good. That was really good.